Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. this time, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly, transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Here's a message of importance to all those who employ labor. It's a fact that the disabled veterans of America make up the cream of our country's labor supply. So far, about two-thirds of a million disabled veterans, fellows who served in World War II and Korea, have had just about the best kind of vocational training ever offered to any group of workers. Training given at government expense under Public Law 16. The training has been well-planned and well-supervised. And the Veterans Administration, which handles the program, has made doubly sure that there'd be no round pegs in square holes. Every veteran has been trained for what he can do best. So why not make use of trained disabled to fill any job vacancies that you might have? They served their country once in uniform, and only you can give them the chance to serve it again. This time at the workbench or office desk. The nearest office of the State Employment Service can give you all the details. The State Employment Office in your district. ever watch a hunter getting his gear together for a three-day duck hunting trip? Well, just get a load of the living room at 79 Wistful Vista where Mr. McGee is piling up his equipment. Oh, what a mess. Oh, let me see. Chocolate bars. There's my axe. Check that off the list. Chocolate bars. My flashlight. Hot water bottle. Shotgun shells, chocolate bars, mittens, basketball bladder. Basketball bladder? Who'd you say you're going with, the Phillips Oilers? The basketball <laughs> bladder, my dear, is to cut patches out of in case my rubber boots spring a leak, which they never fail to do yet. I see. Hmm? Now, would you mind shoving some of this valuable equipment to one side so I can get through to the dining room? I want to feed the little parakeet and change his water. Okay. There. Can you get through? Oh, there's my old duck call. Fell out of my hunting cap. I wondered what I did with that duck call. Duck call? Uh-huh. Is that the thing you blow on to scare the ducks so they fall right in the lake? Huh. The thing that makes a noise like you hear at the World Series when they don't like the umpire? A duck call, my dear, is not to scare ducks. It's to call ducks. Hmm. Well, that figures at that. Duck call, call ducks. Oh, yeah, sure. that's logical. For instance, say there's a flock of ducks flying over the lake. Boy ducks, you see. Boy ducks. Yep. And I want to call them in where I can get a shot at them. I merely place this duck call to my lips and give out with the gentle cry of a girl duck in distress, like this. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly days, that poor thing is in distress. Yes, that's what I say, baby. Oh, I'm a little out of practice. Rough lip. Oh, dear, I wonder who this is. This messy room is... Come in, if you can get in. Oh, hello, Cora. Hi, Miss McGee. I just thought I'd stop in and see how your parakeet is. Oh, moving, are you? 
Hmm? Oh, no. Hi, Cora. Hello, Mr. McGee. I just stopped in to see how your parakeet is. Where are you moving to? Uh, the parakeet's fine, Cora. He's out there in the dining room. And we're not moving. McGee's going hunting. Oh. Yeah, me and Doc Gamble. Going up to Lake Wapahokee. Oh, Marvin just loves hunting, Mr. McGee. My husband, you know, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. He went deer hunting a couple of weeks ago, but... Oh, is it expensive? Yeah? $200 Marvin spent for a two-day trip. Heavenly days, that is expensive. Did he get a deer? Uh, no, he got a cow. I guess that's what run the cost up. Yeah, yeah, that, that could do it. Well, Doc and I won't have to go tramping through the woods looking for game like that. We'll just sit quietly in a comfortable blind while I lure the game into us with this call of mine. Listen. Oh, going moose hunting, are you? Say, that's a wonderful imitation. No, no, it's not supposed to sound... Reason I know how a moose sounds. When I was a kid on my uncle's farm, a bull moose got his head caught in the barbed wire fence one time and... Blow that again, Mr. McGee. Go on, blow it again. Well... Okay. Oh, that's it. That's a wounded moose, all right. I know Oh, for the love of Mike. Oh, listen to that little bird. Hi, birdie. Hi, birdie. Why don't you sit down, Cora, if you can find room among this junk. I'll move some of it. Oh, I can't stay, Miss McGee. i got to get on downtown. I just wanted to say hello. Goodbye, Cora. Goodbye, Miss McGee. And I hope you get lots of moose, Mr. McGee. Bye. Drop in again. That's funny, isn't it? You wouldn't expect a girl like Cora, I mean a sort of a city girl type like her, you wouldn't expect her to know how a moose sounds, would you? Blow that thing again. Oh, no, not now, Molly. I got too much to do here. Now, let me see. I got to find my hip boots, fix the handle on my hunting knife. Hey, my license. I got to find my hunting license. How much does a new one cost? Three bucks. Why? You've got this house in a million-dollar uproar now, McGee. Look, I'll give you three dollars. Run down to the city hall and buy a new oh, one. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not wasting dough like that, kiddo. That hunting license is around here somewhere, and if you'll help me turn this house upside down from the attic to the basement... Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Why are United States savings bonds such a good investment? Because every dollar you lend Uncle Sam helps to ensure freedom. And freedom for your country means personal security for you. Every ship your money helps to build, every plane defends you and your family and home. Yes, the money you invest in savings bonds has a big job to do. Yet when their job is finished and your bonds mature, you get your money back and more. $4 for every $3 you put in. That's right. You pay only $18.75 for a $25 bond. $75 for a $100 bond. Your savings bonds are more than a dollars and cents investment. They're an investment in a way of life. Show Uncle Sam you believe in him. He'll show his gratitude with interest. Never forget, when you buy United States savings bonds, you're investing in freedom and personal security for your own future. license was when I went out to Dugan's Lake this summer with Mort Toops fishing. And we saw the game warden coming, and I took a quick look to be sure I had my fishing license with me, and it turned out I had my hunting license. 
What'd you do? I grabbed Mort's fishing license off his hat and told the warden my name was Mort Toops. Quick thinking. Yeah, but when he asked Mort what his name was and where was his license, that rat put the finger on me. <laughs> Wouldn't cooperate at all. Too selfish, huh? Yeah, I swore right then that I'd never go anywhere with that spoil sport again. And by George, I... Hey, call that rat up and ask him if he wants to go duck hunting with me and Doc, will you? What? Well, we're going to need a third man. It's a lot of work building a duck blind, chopping wood, cleaning the cabin. Why don't you call him? We're not talking. Again? And this time it's legal. We signed the contracts last week. Contracts? Yeah, he's got mine, and this is his right here. I'll read it to you. See there? I, Mort Toops, hereby solemnly swear never to talk to Fibber McGee again until death do us part. <laughs> There's the notary seal right there, see? Signed it at the Elks Club. Heavenly days, if, if you two aren't talking, then why take him along? He don't have to talk, just keep the work done, that's all. Oh, never mind calling him, though. I'll have Doc ask him. Let's find that hunting license. It's around here someplace. Where? I'm going to go look in the refrigerator. The refrigerator? Yeah, all this running around has made me hungry. I'll go fix myself a sandwich. Stay where you are. I'll do it. I don't want my refrigerator to look like this living room because... Oh, okay, Tootsie. Put plenty of mustard on it. Ah, there goes a good kid. Sweet and simple. As long as she's sweet, everything is simple. But just let me forget once to wipe my feet when I come in the front door and... McGee, you home? Oh, hi, Doc. Come on in. I can't stop in a minute. I'm on my way down to the city hall to buy a new hunting license. You want to go? Haven't you got a hunting license? I lost it someplace. Housekeeper's out of town. It's simpler to buy a new one. You got yours? I'm looking for it now. I had it this summer, but I can't find it. Come on, I'll drive you down there. City hall closes in half an hour. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not throwing any three bucks away like that there. I'll find my license if it takes... Okay, okay, suit yourself. Now, one thing more. Mm -hmm. I ran into Herb Travis a while ago and asked him to go with us. Uh, told him I'd check with you, okay? Herb? Oh, he's a nice guy, all right. Does Herb hunt? Well, he says he's never been, but he'd love to go with us. He can chop wood, can he? Sure. Clean the cabin? Sure. He can help us drive, wash the dishes, clean the ducks. Ah, oh, good old Herb. I'd love to have Herb. That's what I told him. See you tonight at bowling, huh? Okay. Goodbye, Molly. Who's that? Doc Gamble. Hello, doctor. Where, uh, what? He said goodbye. He left. What? I didn't even hear him come in. He's going downtown to buy himself a new hunting license. Lost his like I did. Only old fatso ain't got the ambition to look for his like I have. <laughs> no wife to do it either like you have. No, he does it the extravagant way. Jumps in his car and goes down to... Hey, that's it. That's what? I'll bet that's where I left that license. Get me the hammer, will you, kiddo, while I run out to the garage and get the crowbar. Hammer? Crowbar? I'm going to take a look in the trunk of the car. Boy, this trunk lock is really tough. It's coming, though. Well, I know I shouldn't ask a foolish question, but haven't we a key for the trunk of this car? Lost. That's what I thought. This thing ought to... There. Ah. Now, let's take a look. Ah, there's my flannel shirt. Let me see, right here in the pocket. Aha! My hunting license. What did I tell you? I'm so happy for us, dearie. Any competent body repairman can fix that trunk for 40 or $50. And you saved a clear three bucks by finding that license. You're wonderful. Yeah, well, I told you it was around here someplace. And here it is. Look at that. County of Wistful Vista. Hunting license. 
issued June 30th, 1952, expires June 30th, 1953. June 1953. Oh, my gosh. Hop in and start the car, Molly. I'll tie the trunk down so it don't rattle. <laughs> We've still got 12 minutes to make the city hall. Be right back. A magic name in the entertainment world is Eddie Cantor. For Eddie is almost synonymous with show business. And that's why his Thursday night show business show is so authentic. Listen each week as Eddie Cantor tells you little known stories about the greats and near greats of the entertainment world whom he has known. Listen as he plays their recordings. And listen as he answers the questions about show business which his listeners have mailed into him. It's a mighty entertaining half hour each week during Eddie Cantor's Show Business Show. Hear it tomorrow over most stations of the NBC Radio Network. And remember, too, that you're invited to enjoy thrilling Western adventure and pleasure-filled Western singing when it's time for the Roy Rogers Show each week on NBC. Make it a date to join the King of the Cowboys, Roy Rogers, and the Queen of the West, Dale Evans, along with Pat Brady and the Wonder Dog Bullet, every Thursday evening on the station where you hear the three familiar NBC chimes. They're your invitation to fine radio entertainment. I'm just about all set for our hunting trip Friday, kiddo. A few more chores to do tomorrow and I'm all ready. What do you have to do tomorrow? Well, the main thing is make out a list and do the grocery shopping. <laughs> Boy, did I ever pull a fast on an old Doc and Herb on the grocery. Oh? Yeah. Doc says we'll split the food three ways, you see. But I says... Ah, I said, you guys just give me five bucks a piece and I'll take care of the groceries, I said. <laughs> he did. That's food for three men for three days. Yeah. <laughs> Them chumps went for it, too. And here's the ten bucks. I ought to be able to feed a dozen guys for that much dough and my own groceries won't cost me a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got a surprise for you. Yeah? I'll tell you tomorrow. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program, transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Elvia Alban as Cora. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly.